0: Grace, mercy, and peace from, to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ who is here among us today. Amen. We are going to be meditating in the book of a letter from St. Paul to the Galatians, chapter 4, verse 4 to 7. And yes, I will invite you to uh, go through uh, Bible verses. And uh, also, if you are the type of people who like to put notes, this is the time. Because we will uh, go through these only five verses, but I I know it's going to be a huge blessing for all of us. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoptions as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God." Amen. But when the fullness, this is how we start. And if you want to follow also on the screens, but when the fullness, but when the fullness of time had come, this uh, word fullness is very important today. And it's important because what we just celebrate two days ago, three days ago, Christmas, if somebody comes to you and asks you why are you celebrating Christmas, why do you celebrate Christmas, what is your answer? What do you answer? We know why are we celebrating Christmas, but also these uh, Bible verses are going to enrich the reason that you celebrate Christmas, and this is why we have this scripture reading for this day, the first Sunday after Christmas, but when the fullness this word fullness, pleroma in Greek, means to fill. To fill, like, like a jar of water. You put water and insert certain point of time you will stop. And you will stop because it's full, it's, it's complete. It's the exact amount that you need in order to do whatever you want to do with this water. So the Bible says, but when the fullness the pleroma. And actually, I don't know if you know, but the uh, church fathers used to call the church, used to call the church uh, the pleroma of Christ. And why they used to call the pleroma of Christ? Because Christ is the one who fills everyone with everything. He is the only one who fills Everyone with everything. You don't need anything else. You don't really need nothing else to be complete, to be sanctified, to be saved. Jesus Christ is the only one that you need. Nobody else. But when the fullness of time hath come. Now, this word hath in Greek indicates, oh, the name is uh, erkomai. But erkomai means to move from one place to another. To move from one place to another. This is what it means. If when the fullness of time moved to one place to another. But when the fullness of time had come. In other words, or, or to, to better understand, when everything was fulfilled. In the indicator time, God moved from one place to another. Who moves from one place to another? Jesus Christ. He is the one who came to this earth and was incarnate. When everything was fulfilled in the indicator time, God moved from one place to another. In other words, God from eternity came and erupted into this world and become flesh and blood. And Jesus Christ was born in the perfect time, in the pleroma of God, in the perfect time when everything was fulfilled. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son. God the Father sent His Son, Jesus Christ. This is very important. And this is very important because here we can see that God is always looking for us in Christ. The Father is always sending. This word sending is very important in the life of the church. Extremely important. God sent forth His Son. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit Dear brothers and sisters, are missionaries. God's heart is missionary. God the Father sent Jesus Christ. And I have a question for you. You know already who is the church. You are the the church. You are the church. I am the church. You and you are part of the church. We all are part of the church. And if we are, Because we are the church, one of the marks of characteristics of the church of God is that He is always looking for ways to reach others to come to church. Always. No exceptions. If you are the church, because you are, you are the church. You are the church. You are always looking for ways to invite others to church. If several days go by and you still have not invited anyone to church, something is wrong with you. Just as you hear it, something is wrong with you. Pastor, come on. (laughs) But why should I invite them if we have nothing to offer them? Excuses. Those are excuses. Pastor, but what kind of progress can we offer them? Excuses. Those are excuses. Pastor, before we invite them, we should have a meeting and make a plan to create an attractive program so we can invite others. Excuses. Brothers and sisters, what is the reason you are sitting here this morning? Because you have what you need. Amen. You have the Word of God. This is the only thing that you need to be safe, Brothers and sisters, God is a missionary. God always is looking. He is always looking for the lost sheep. And today is not an exception. Every Sunday the church of God is looking for the lost sheep without exception. And the church is enough. The church has what it needs to be able to reach others. The church has the word and the sacraments. And that is enough to have the absolute assurance that each person who enters through these doors has a unique opportunity to have an encounter with God. The same unique opportunity that you have this morning, here, today. Every single Sunday is a unique opportunity, like what is happening right now. The church has you, you are part of the church. If you are part of His church, guess what? The Holy Spirit lives in you. And that is enough. That is enough for God to use you as His tool to fulfill His purpose. The church has you. And if you are part of His church, the Holy Spirit lives in you, and that is enough for God to use you every single day of your life to fulfill His purpose. Verse 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. But when the fullness of time had come, what time is this referring to? What time is it referring? It is referring, dear brothers and sisters, to God's perfect timing. Perfect time to continue his plan of salvation for you, for you and for me. Perfect time. And some people will mention, some preachers and some other people will say, and focus too much time talking about, you know, the, the Roman Empire and the time that Jesus Christ was born and it was a perfect time because we have roads and, and the, the, the Roman peace and the Greek language. That is secondary. And that is secondary because God's time is always perfect. He doesn't really need roads. He doesn't really need the romance. He and his time is perfect. And he decided to send his son to be born in that particular time and place because his time is perfect, because his purpose is perfect. And his purposes save you and me. But when the fullness of time had come, We continue in verse 4. God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. And this verse is very interesting. If you take a look deep close, or you look close, on this verse, we can notice that the focus is the Son of God, who was born. When the Bible refers to Jesus Christ as the Son of God, What the Bible is telling us is that Jesus Christ is God, is God, God of the same essence, true God and also a true man. If Jesus Christ is not a true God and a true man, you and me are lost and we're still living in sins. And this is why we celebrate Christmas. This is the reason we celebrate Christmas because we are saved through the God men. Another detail of this verse 4 is that the Apostle Paul, again, if you take a look, plus, he doesn't even mention the name of Jesus' mom. He doesn't even mention the name of Mary. And he doesn't Intentional or he doesn't mention because he doesn't know what he doesn't really want to lose focus of the main message. The message that saves the message of Jesus Christ. This is why He only says, God sent His Son who was born of a woman. Simple. So you don't fuck, fo- you don't lost the focus. Born under the law. Jesus Christ was subjected to the law. Why he was subjected? Well, verse 5 gives us the answer. We can read verse 5. To redeem those who were under the law. Who were subjects to the law? All human beings. You and me included. But the question is, who are subjects to the law today? In this day, the ones who are subjects to the law are all those who do not know and do not follow Jesus Christ. All those who doesn't confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they are still living under the law, even if they don't even know. even if they don't never open the Bible, they are still living under the law verse 5 again to redeem and i invite you to put attention in this word to because to it's the key component so you can understand why jesus christ came to this earth don't lost to redeem those who were under the law and in greek the word to hina attention this word makes a big difference in the message of this day since uh, the word to redeem to hina uh, means purpose or reason. And this is the reason and this is the purpose and we celebrate Christmas. This is the reason and the following verses will give us the answer. This verse five again is very important because here we can see two reasons or to purpose why Jesus Christ was born as one of us. Reason number one, to redeem you. To redeem. And what is redeem means? To rescue, to pay for you, to redeem you, to satisfy, to release you, to rescue. To rescue, for all those who were under the law. And the reason number two was so that you and I could be adopted by the Father and be called sons of God. It's very important. We can now be called sons of God. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, become men so that men now become sons of God. Can you see it? Can you see it? Dear brothers and sisters, without Jesus Christ, a human being cannot be redeemed. Without Jesus Christ, a human being cannot be called God's child. Impossible. Come on, Pastor. Come on. What really matters is to believe in something. And by the end of the day, we all go into the same place. Lie. That is a liar. Whoever says that is a liar. It is. That liar comes directly from the devil. Why? Why is a liar? Because we believe what the Bible says from the beginning to the end. And what the Bible says from the beginning to the end is there is only one given name in order to be saved and his name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Outside of Jesus Christ you are lost. Outside of Jesus Christ I am lost. Outside of Jesus Christ your children are lost. Every single person who doesn't confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior sadly and unfortunately are lost. But for some reason God brings you today to this house To his house, to hear that, so you can pray for your children, for your brother, for your sister, for every single person who you know that doesn't believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That is the reason God brings you to this church today. He's always have a purpose for you. Always. He always, the best thing that you can do for one of your loved ones who doesn't believe in Jesus Christ is the best uh, weapon that you have in your hand and the best weapon that you have in your mind. And what is that? Prayer. Prayer. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. It's not impossible. Pray for them. If you think it's impossible, pray for them. If you think it's impossible, pray and pray and pray and pray and, and, and fall asleep praying for this person. Even if you fall asleep, pray for them. Because it's not about you. It's about what God can do to the life of these people. If God saves you, easily will save them. <laughs> If God saves you and me if God saves you come on God will it will be easy it will be in a blink of an eye to save those who are not still believing in Jesus Christ but we, we we are called to pray and pray verse 6 and because you are sons God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts crying Abba, Father. And Abba, Father, it's a word and sometimes we spend too much time talking about sermons and about what is the the Aramaic Aramaic word means? Well, it means something very simple. Very simple. But very powerful. What is Abba, Father means? It's an Aramaic word and then Paul it's intentionally using this translation, some uh, Jewish people can get this word into their hearts so they can realize that Jesus Christ now is the only way to be safe. And it's why he used the word Abba, Father. And, and for example, for me, if I call my father, I call him Father, it doesn't really make sense to me because I call my father Apa. When I call my father, apa, it's a very intimate or very close connection. This is something that nobody can replace. That, not even the best English accent to call father. I can call him apa. If I call him apa, he recognize the voice of his son. How you call your your father? How you call? Ed. Daddy, so that word—it's the specific word that Paul wants to touch you and to tell you, so you can remember that. So now this a very close relationship between your father, your father, your apa. Now it's complete, and this is the reason that he used this word, just so you can get this uh, uh, connection. And. Now, the other thing that we can see here, it's, uh, now we, we see the whole trinity here in mission. We can see the uh, trinity in missionary action in this last verse, in verse 5. See, the Father sends the Son and also sends His Spirit to us. And, and now, we can not only see two purposes for why we celebrate Christmas, but now we have a third purpose. And this is important because people will ask you, and that simple answer I think sometimes is not enough. It's important to, you know, we as a Christians to, to be able to present defense of what we believe. So yes, we celebrate Christmas because we celebrate Christ, but we celebrate also for three purposes. And what is the first purpose? To redeem, because I am redeemed. I am redeemed. You, I celebrate purpose because I am a redeemed child. I I, 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 I forgiven, I am forgiven from my father. That is the first purpose. But the second purpose or the second reason is so, so that you now can be called Son of God. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. And the number three, that we just see here, is Jesus Christ become a man to give you the Holy Spirit. Can you see it? If Jesus Christ never born, you won't be able to receive the Holy Spirit. But it's why you and me celebrate Christmas, because thank you to the Christmas days, thank you to the God the Father sending His Son, now we can receive the Holy Spirit. That is the third reason. And this is the third very important reason, because if we believe in everything that we just hear, if we believe in from the beginning to the end, it's about Jesus Christ, Let me ask you this question. If we believe what the Bible says from the beginning to the end, do you believe that? Do you believe? Yes. If you believe what happens in Christmas, now the devil no longer has power over you. He doesn't have power over you. He doesn't. If you believe what everything the Bible says regarding Christmas and Jesus Christ, do you believe? Yes. Now sin no longer has power over you. Nobody has power. No longer has power over you. Do you believe what the Bible says from the beginning to the end? Did you? Now, death no longer has power over you. Because he in the cross defeated the death. And he resuscitated. He raised from the tomb. And now he's alive. And that is the proof that one day you will be resuscitating too. That is the reason. Do you believe what the Bible says regarding Christmas Day? Yes. yes. So now the world no longer has power over you. No more. No longer has power over you. Because because you believe everything the Bible says. If you believe everything that the Bible says, you don't need anything else. You have what is necessary. And this morning you have what is necessary To proclaim the kingdom of heaven. To recognize as Lord and Savior. And to also share with others what it's enough to be safe and reconciled with God. And we have everything what we need. Why? Because the last verse gives us the answer. Because now you are no longer a slave. You are no longer a slave. Verse 7. So you are no longer a slave. If you are not a longer slave, a slave. Now, thanks to the world that become flesh and dwell among us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you because you, in the exact time, sent your son for me and for you. We thank the Lord for that. Thank you to the world that become flesh and dwell among us. Now, we are no longer slaves. This is a great news. This is a wonderful news and people need to hear. We are no longer slaves. Now we are children. If we are children, we are also heirs of God. Through the name above every name. And his name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Verse 7. So you are no longer a slave. But a son And if he has son, then inherits through God. Amen.